0: Welcome to the Cemetery Tales podcast. Here at this podcast, we discuss cemeteries, headstones, and everything in between. Be intrigued and enjoy the show. Today, this episode is going to be about baby and child graves, um, grave depth origins, Vincent Price and Alfred Hitchcock, and Freemasonry signs and symbols that you may see in the cemetery. So for the first topic today, we're going to talk about baby or child funerals. Uh, hey, it's a rough topic, you know. Uh, my very first funeral I ever did was a baby funeral. Um, it was tough just because the baby didn't have a chance to live, no life at all, uh, didn't have a chance to grow or learn or just experience um, anything, you know, going through the time frame. Um, at the time, I didn't have any kids, and we're trying to feel and understand what the parents were feeling. I think that's one thing in the business that a lot of people have to learn and just every everyday life is empathy. I think a lot of people in today's world um don't have em- empathy, but that's for a topic for another show. Um I know that you know it had to be hard just losing a little one. So um we're doing these services. We set up a a bench and place carpet or cemetery grass down and it's normally green and around the bench we make a good presentation for the service. So with the baby funeral we typically dig the graves three to four feet deep and somewhere around three feet wide. Um, Once the family arrives you know I will speak to the funeral director for the funeral and they give me the lock cards for the service. Now if you don't know what a lock card is it's it's a lot card that shows the burial location. So for example, you'll find, uh, let's say it's a section A, lot two, grave six. And that's just a way to help you find the grave or have somebody from the cemetery staff find the grave for you. Um, The funeral director, you know, exchanged with me the check and burial permit. Then after the service, we had disassembled the bench in place the grass and the bench back in the cart or on the side along, you know, the cemetery grass. So we'll pull our cart next to the grave site and shovel the dirt into the grave. Uh, And we make sure we be very careful because you don't want to, you don't want to like crush the casket, you know, so you put, you shovel the dirt around, around the casket until it's even and then you start placing the dirt um, on top of the casket so that way it's a little more uh, cushioned or padded, if you so to speak. Um, so, once the, the grave is covered pretty good, then we have placed the sod back over the grave and make sure that the grave number is visible. Um, we also let our office personnel know and remind all funeral directors that if you want to have a headstone placed in this section, it has to be. At the max fifteen by ten. Um anything bigger than that, like a traditional marker would be too big for the section. A traditional headstone would just usually be twenty-four by twelve or two by one. Um anything bigger than that, just too big for the section. Um but that was a description of a typical baby funeral um that I've done. The story that I want to share since we're talking about it, it's a time where Um, a mother had lost her child. We did the funeral service and the mom, you know, she was really hurt, really crying, and she opened up the casket at the gravesite and took her baby out, you know, was rocking her baby, gave the baby a kiss and wanted to pass her baby around. And the funeral director, you know, politely was like, ma'am, you know, with everything that's going on it's best that we let um, your baby rest peacefully. If I can, you know, have your baby back and place him in the casket, it took a while. I mean, I understand that's that's a hurt, uh, a hurt, a hurt that I would, I don't I, I want to know that just seeing it, it was, it was, it was tough, it was, it was a rough situation. But, um, hey, if you have any questions or anything, you can always. Uh, email us at cemeterytalespodcast at gmail.com um, We're going to take a quick break, continue on the show. Our next topic would be the origins of the grave depth. How did that come about? And hey, let's take a quick break. Welcome back to Cemetery Tales Podcast. The topic we're going to talk about is grave depth, the origin of Six Feet Deep. Um, it all started with the Black Plague or the Black Death. Um, the origins of Six Feet Deep, and that comes from a 1665 outbreak that happened in England. As um, the disease that swept the country, um, the mayor at the time had to come up with a law. On how to deal with all the bodies, um, to keep people from getting further, you know, infections, and, and then them passing away. So one of the things he came up with was uh, um, was orders conceived and published by the um, by the city of London concerning the infections of the plague, and he came up with that all graves should be at least six feet deep. Now the law that he created to marry at the time uh, eventually fell out of favor, both in England and its colonies. And today, like modern American burial law is very, you know, state to state, obviously. the many states simply require a minimum of 18 inches of soil on top of a casket or a burial vault, depending on the type of vault that you have, um, if it's not enclosed in anything. Um, given about 18 inches Dirt buffer in the height of the average casket. It's about 30 inches off the top of my head. Um, a grave as shallow as four feet deep will probably work. As long as you have, you know, at least 18 inches on top of a, a, a burial vault or casket. But uh, um, for what we deal with, it's mainly, mainly vaults. And then we pour the foundations. We usually dig about about twelve inches, so sometime depending on the the grave depth we will end up hitting um hitting the vault and then we uh, do the foundation. So that's, you know, obviously the two by ones or fifteen by tens, depending on the, the type of headstone it is. And then we pour concrete for the concrete foundation. Um so that's what that's what they did back in England. That's how it all came about—the six feet deep thing. And hey, we're we'll gonna take another transition to go into the topic of Vincent Price and Alfred Hitchcock. Um, hey, thank you for listening, to Cemetery Tales podcast. Topic is uh, Vincent Price and Alfred Hitchcock. Now, I'm a pretty young guy, but this may sound funny to some people maybe not to all, but to some. Hey, my first time hearing a Vincent Price was on the 13 Ghosts of Scooby Doo. You know, he voiced a character, um, I think his name was Vincent Van Gogh, and I know he helped Scooby and Scrappy. Um, and capturing ghosts and demons and everything and then I think he was in yeah I'm pretty sure he was he was in the movie Ever Hands* as a director. Now I know that a lot of people always talked about his voice and I know that um, I actually heard him before I seen him and he did the uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller music video and I remember as a little kid my uncle uh, loving his song and He was dancing to it and tried to do all the moves from the Thriller uh, music video of Mike, Michael Jackson. and I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, I probably remember that forever. You know, I was a kid and I tried to do dance moves too, you know, Um, Michael Jackson was a heck of an entertainer. Uh, So, you know, I did my best out there dancing. I can't say I'm good, but you know, (laughs) went out there and tried it. And um, one movie that I like, horror movie, that I liked was um, House on Haunted Hill and it was the guy uh, I don't remember his first name but I know his last name was Price and it was like a little nod to Vincent Price with how his character was set up it reminds you of um, Vincent Price you know Alfred Hitchcock and Vincent Price were and still are they titans in the horror genre even though they they passed away some years ago Uh, I wish I could have seen more of both of their work you know, I read about both Hitchcock and Price, you know, and um, I almost forgot to mention, I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry, y'all, my experience with Hitchcock. Now, the only experience I could think of off the top of my head is um, Hitchcock silhouette along with the theme. I think that was from Twilight Zone. And that was, like, my only experience with Alfred Hitchcock, but I always heard that, Heck, he was the man. You know, great um, director, coming up with quality, um stories. And, you know, I just wish I, you know, knew more about their work overall. You know, I'm interested in learning more uh, about their work. And if anybody that's listening that has a ton of information on on Alfred Hitchcock or Vincent Price, uh, that's listening today, again, I would love for you to share it or even be on the show. You know, you can email me at Podcast at gmail.com or you can visit the Facebook page at Cemetery Tales Podcast um, again we'll take a quick break and then we we'll are going on to the last topic for today and that's the Freemason symbols and signs that's on headstones thank you for listening Welcome back to Cemetery Tales Podcast. Um, as you all know from listening to previous episode episodes, I've been in the cemetery field for over 10 years. Well, I'm not sure if you know that I'm a Freemason. Okay, so Freemasonry traced their origins to the local fraternities of stonemasons, which from the end of like the 14th century regulated the qualifications of all stonemasons, you know, in their their interaction with authorities and clients. So I dig a little deeper for you. Um, The degrees of Freemasonry um, retain the three grades of medieval craft guilds. And those are, you know, apprentice, journeyman, or uh, master mason. You know, the candidate of these three degrees is progressively taught the meaning of the symbols of Freemasonry. Um, when visiting in many cemeteries, there's tons of symbols and signs throughout cemeteries that have a variety of meanings. Um, today i talk about uh, symbols associated in Freemasonry and maybe on the next episode I'll dig a little deeper into more symbols than what you see in a typical cemetery. So the first The first symbol I talk about, I guess, is the all-seeing eye. You know, the all-seeing eye, um, or the eye of providence, some people say the eye of God has origins going back to, like, the eye of Horus. In Egyptian methodology, Um, it has been adopted as part of the Great Seal of the United States, which shows the all-seeing eye floating on top of a pyramid you know we can see it can be seen on the back of the $1 bill you know everybody has their uh opinions um about the pyramid and any anything esoteric that's on our dollar bills or what they see every day you know it's associated with a lot of different conspiracy theories involving the illuminati uh, and of course freemasonry you know maybe we could talk about the illuminati a little um the difference between like illuminati and freemasonry because like illuminati has like stages and freemasonry have degrees but you know maybe that's a it's another topic and then you can see it like in national treasure it's like one of my favorite movies you see a lot of different signs and symbols just all through that whole movie um in cemeteries the all-seeing eye symbol is usually found um associated with obviously you know freemasonry um the Illuminati or the um, Odd Fellows, you know. I know a lot of people don't know too much about the Independent Order of Odd Fellows. Um, it's like you see, um, like the letters F, L, and T inside inside the uh, chain links, and they stand for friendship, love, and truth. Um, I I don't have like a whole bunch of information about Odd Fellows. Uh, I really haven't researched or joined the organization but I have been to one of their meetings before, um a couple of years ago. Um, all good all good men and women, you know, the Rebecca's they all good people. Good people. The next symbol uh you may come across in the cemetery is a uh Masonic nice templar symbol. You know, and it's a it's a cross within the crown. Like a in, inside a Maltese cross. It has a a Latin phrase that's normally associated with it in this, um, in hoc seno visus. Uh, the phrase means, in this sign you shall conquer. Now, if you didn't know, now, this sign was used by Constantine as a, a model in the 4th century. Uh, the phrase was used by the original Knights Templar military order that was founded during the, the Crusades. Um... The Freemasons began using uh, the Templar rituals and symbols like in the late 1700s or something like that. Um, I'm, a, I'm also a nice Templar. You know, I was knighted in this organization probably in maybe July of 15, somewhere around that time is when I became a nice Templar. Um, you know, very, very interesting uh, time in my life during that, during that time. Um, nice Templar legends and myths are quite popular in movies and books. You know, like The Da Vinci Code, or again, like my movie National Treasure, and even Indiana Jones and in The Last Crusade. It's a great movie also, Harrison Ford, a great actor. Um, the Nice Templar has many origins in the Middle Ages, of course, and we talked about it in the previous segment about the origins of uh, the Six Feet Deep with the Black Plague and everything. Um... So, you know, many legends have been around the Knights Templar with a connection to, like, the Holy Grail and the Ark of the Covenant and the Spirit of Destiny. Um, every time I think of Spirit of Destiny, I always think of the movie Constantine. I like that movie, too. Um, in the late 18th century, Freemasons adopted some nice Templar rites and symbols. Um, a lot of people believe it's a connection between the two, and that's why you'll see it. Um, a lot of the symbols, and when you look in the cemeteries, that's related to Freemasons. Um, Next symbol that you may see is like a double-headed eagle. Um, And this sign um, or symbol is for the ancient accepted Scottish Rite of Freemasons. Now, the number 32 inside the triangle represents, obviously, the 32nd degree of Scottish Rite Masonry. Um, The highest degree is 33. If you didn't know, um... There's a motto along with it um I guess I'll go ahead and skip the motto. You probably can google it and find it um yeah, I became a thirty second degree mason in probably mm, twenty fourteen yeah probably twenty fourteen um the next the next one I want to talk about that you may see in the cemetery is the um it's like a five-pointed star. So it's the Order of the Eastern Star. Now, it's a female companion organization, Freemasonry. Now, men can be, there's master masons, men can be um, eastern stars as well. It's not just 100% all women. Uh, the primary symbol that you see, again, in the cemeteries, is a five-pointed star um, with the tip pointing down, and that represents the Star of Bethlehem. Um, Each symbol... Within the Stars is an emblem for the Biblical herons um, of um, eastern stars. You know, I'm not going to go into the, the, the five ladies that, that it is, but um, those stories inspire obviously character-building lessons um, to use in, in your life to be a better you. And then obviously the last symbol that you'll find in the cemetery. Regarding Freemasonry, it's the square and compass, probably the most well-known sign out of all of them. Um, you know, the letter G stands for geometry or or God. Um, but that's all the Masonic symbols I could think of off the top of my head. I can't think of too much more that you may see in the cemetery. Um, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, you may see. The 33rd um, symbol, it's just a triangle, 33 in the middle. You may see a couple of those. It's not often that I've seen them. I probably think of like maybe one or two. I know my um, great-grandfather on his headstone. He has his 33 um, degree um, on his headstone. But it's not too many that I can think of off the top of my head, but um, hey, if you have any questions, Again, you can email me or you can visit on the Facebook page, Cemetery Tales Podcast at gmail.com or the Facebook page at Cemetery Tales Podcast. Uh, thank you for listening, and we'll go over the summary when we come back in the closing of the show. Thank you. Have you ever needed your loved one's headstone cleaned or cared for, and you couldn't be out there to take care of it? Well, here at Cemetery Tales Podcast, we have a service that we're linked up with called Masterstone Headstone Cleaning and Restoration. It's a company that has a sus- subscription service that can take care of your family's headstones, and can have a mulch and flowers and keep the grass trimmed and place reefs, all for a low cost. Visit the Facebook page at Masterstone Headstone Cleaning and Restoration. And if you have any questions, leave those guys a message. Thank you. On to the summary of the show. Welcome back. Um, We talked about baby and child graves, the origin of the grave depths, Vincent Price and Alfred Hitchcock. And Freemason signs and symbols inside the cemeteries. I feel like it was kind of a long show. I don't know. I mean, you tell me what you guys think. Um, I feel like it was a great show, especially, like, the later half. I mean, I, I, honestly, the whole show was fantastic, fantastic. I really like sharing information, um, giving good information to you guys so you know a little bit more about the cemetery industry and things that you may see or things that you may not know. Hey, I can tell you about it um on the next show i'll cover more symbols in the cemetery and talk about different types of cemeteries i think that'll be interesting for some people listening um also the next couple episodes we should have our first interview complete for the show you know q a session with someone I keep that one keep that one low because it's a surprise when we get to it um But thank you for tuning in to the Cemetery Tales podcast. You can listen to us on a variety of platforms, iTunes or Spotify or Google Podcasts. And we always appreciate the feedback. Uh, Visit us again on Facebook at Cemetery Tales podcast. Um, Leave feedback on our uh, email, Cemetery Tales podcast. That's all one word at gmail.com. And thank you for tuning in. Until next time.